Welcome to an episode of This Podcast is Art, a very special podcast. Josh Jack here. That's my uh, radio name, Josh Jack, because people okay. can't pronounce the... Uh, okay. Yeah, well, Will Fitz. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't want to offend you and call you an improv community, but you're more of an improv guy. You've said that before. Uh, yeah, yeah. You do stand, you've been doing stand-up lately, but... You always said that you consider yourself more of an improv. That's what uh, yeah. you got into. Well, this like character performance, Saturday Night Live, uh, the dying art of that now. Uh, I've, I always want to be like an SNL cast member. And um, improv is one of the good routes, like directly to that. Like everybody's either come from the Groundlings or Second City in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so UCB is where some of the newer people have come from so i do that every now and then but you've been going recently there's a yeah. second week in yeah. a row second second week going there uh seeing it's interesting too to see the people that stick with it to that level most of them aren't comedians which is why yeah. i think when they do find them they really stand out uh but the majority of people that do go are into the performing arts. There are a lot of people that we just had three people start a second improv troupe. We're not even like a real troupe. We're still students learning at the third level in the class. But we have three students that are starting their own musical improv troupe. Uh, so they haven't even mastered regular and now they want to throw in making a song out of it. But that's a popular thing right now, and uh, a group of the UCB has spun off and done that, where they uh, their show is they get a suggestion and then they'll make a whole musical about it. Just uh, which I don't know the name or haven't seen that, but yeah, apparently a lot of people like that and who are into Glee are uh -huh. just yeah into sing pulling songs out of thin air so do you have the day off or do you go straight from work on wednesday i i take i take the day off just oh, because it's say, there's no way you can work a whole day or uh, anything. no I'm yeah it just to do that and then to get up to new york and yeah. still have the energy so uh yeah i take a cheap bus up there in the middle of the day have class in the afternoon and then come back at night um but they do offer classes like uh like a noon to three, a three to six, a seven to ten. Um, and how many of these classes you got to take? Uh, they do um, eight classes and then a show, like a performance. Um, and they're three-hour classes. The alternative, though, because they do either once a week, twice a week, or an intensive, which is $50 more, and you do it all in one week. So that's for people who are just like visiting they say it's a lot of usually the intensives are filled with people who are studying abroad or on like a business retreat or something and they do that for a few hours in between whatever weird summit or meeting that they have um and i remember them talking about one that uh there's this big popular uh audio video store in new york b and h it's all it's it's run like by hasidic jews and yeah. so it's it's interesting to to see it staffed like that but they they did a corporate like like a team building exercise where they had like a little retreat and they said they had uh my one teacher uh chelsea clark from the first level 
and she like does shows up there and has been in other like funnier die stuff uh but she was teaching at this retreat with the the hasidic jews and um one of the improv exercises is like a uh a singing thing where somebody gets out and they start singing the song like they'll they could you know start with like journeys like don't stop believing and then switch somebody tags them out and mm -hmm. does share it's like if you believe in life so they want you to keep kind of chaining on to whatever the song is so she's doing this and explaining the game and they start freaking out because um uh for traditional Hasidic Jews, it, uh, it is improper for a woman to sing and dance. Uh, they, it is, however, it's, it's totally okay for them and encouraged. Like, when they celebrate, they go crazy and, like, you can see clips online of them like, having huge celebrations where they're just going nuts and dancing and having the time of their lives. But once a girl's like, hey, can I join in? It's like, ah! Yahweh is displeased! Yeah, so these bitches want to get in all those. <laughs> yeah, so they. So it's it was a interesting thing, and um, oh, and speaking of a like a culture clash, um, the class I'm in now is is uh, diverse to a fault, where we have people that don't understand each other's cultures. Because the idea is when if somebody goes out and starts like miming like pitching a baseball or something you hope the other person comes out to like be the the batter or the umpire or something but you know when you have like a british guy in the class and then he stands on the other end and does a cricket bat underhanded and you're like what the hell yeah. um so so yeah i have um a Greek guy who's who has lived in Dubai for most of his life <laughs> and so like the suggestion was pretzel and so I'm pretending to be a concession guy he I, I start walking out doing popcorn pretzels cracker jack and he uh, I see he pulls a chair out and sits down I'm like okay he's sitting in the aisles here and then as I turn around to ask him I'm like so what'll it be fella popcorn pretzel cracker jack he's like well, we've seen all of this before, you know, we at the Shark Tank, like, want to sponsor something new, so what else do you have? So it's just like, okay, he knows nothing of American baseball or like a, you know, just mm -hmm. a sporting venue, uh, even from watching on a TV show, but uh, he knows about Shark Tank, which I think because that also started over in Europe and... Uh, but yeah, he now thinks I'm I'm pitching the idea of pretzels and cracker jack to him as a uh, as a million dollar idea. So, well, what do you like about improv more than stand up? Do you think stand up's like too intimate? Is that it's like more nerve wracking? Is it just no? Well, no. I actually like um, uh, I, I think for for me personally, it's just that I think improv is easier because you have a team and you mm -hmm. can fall back on the rest of the team and sometimes you can be more inspired by and grow off of someone else's idea with stand-up it's entirely your own thing and there is an expectation to how it flows um and and, and it really it really is set to the audience i think that's also why less people like improv because uh 
I mean, one person says a suggestion and that's what they go with and everyone else can be like, oh, I want to see what they did with the, yeah. the suggestion of dildos. And I said dildos, but they went with peanut butter. Do they actually do dildos or is that too dirty in improv shows? Oh, well, people will shout out everything and sometimes people will think whatever's the loudest wins, which uh, a lot of times it is. Like, the, in general, you get like, banana! And then they're like, okay, we heard banana. Or, or sometimes you hear that they say something and you're like, no one in this room said that. Yeah. Are you guys shitting me? Like you, you, like that makes it seem fake. Where it's like, okay, we. Hear, I had one group that said that it's like, all right, we heard Space Jam, and then they did a whole bit on Space Jam. But it was like, who the hell said Space Jam in here? Or why did they focus on that when you know somebody yelled like fireman real loud? Uh, but yeah. so it really varies. But with stand up, it's like. You know, uh, a lot of times the audience is dependent on the space or or the reverse. Like where if it's in in a downtown city and it's like fifteen to twenty dollar admission, you know it's a little higher end crowd and uh, the ages skew higher. It's going to be more like. Um, business class or something like that like these people have money they're going to want to hear some uh i don't know some political spoof or some intelligent thing but i mean if you're performing for for bars down in memphis like then you can perform with puppets and uh -huh. and talk talk about i don't know whatever like you just you can you can go with the audience there uh but but you're screwed if that's not what any of your material is in stand-up. Like if you're, if you're like an urban comic that talks about like the black man's point of view, uh, you know, you're going to have people that either don't get you or offended or, or they'll like it but for ironic reasons. Like I don't understand what this fella's talking about, but, but oh, the way he says words is funny. And so – you know, it's got to be the right fit between a stand-up and the audience. Um, but improv, you pretty much just have people that are – the only people going to see improv are usually other people into improv and just like, I'm just up for a good time. Mm -hmm. And Because, uh, you know, unless you're seeing the professionals who do it every night, most improv is garbage. So. Huh. Is it true that improv, like, it's like you can do less laughs, like that's okay? They do like oh, a whole well, half yeah. an hour show. And well, be... they they do encourage that at least with like the UCB teachings that they say, uh, you know, it's it's more about uh, sticking to the form and and just telling a good telling a good story where uh, you, you see the evolution of the idea and it follows a natural flow. And they always talk about this playing at the top of your intelligence, which means like you know. If, if you come out and say you're a doctor, you, you can't pretend you don't understand what the wheel is. Like, you know, you're, you're a doctor. You, mm -hmm. should, you know what the wheel is. You know what a scalpel is. Um, or, like, if it turns out you don't, then you're obviously an imposter, but you can't keep convincing people you're not. Like, it's just play it, play it, till it's, play it realistically until something unusual comes up and then ask if this is true, what else is true in this scenario. But, but yeah, there's, they say like, don't just come out trying to be funny or trying to be a character and be like, my wife. And yeah. <laughs> so, 
But uh, you used to do the character roast. You know, you guys did the video oh, game. Okay. Yeah. You guys got any roast? Because I pitched. Uh, well, Jason Hazelwood, some of us know. He he's running. He's roast character shows this month the roast of Martin Luther King. I think I could be a really good Martin Luther King. <laughs> you know. Um, and, uh, well, they they talked about that before with the. I don't know if they ever did a President's Day roast. They did a President's roast, yeah. Okay, they mentioned it. And they didn't do too well. I think it, they did it at Jersey's. It was like a drunken crowd. I think it was yeah. like on a Saturday night. Well, because they, they said, like, that's the trouble with, like, because at the time, yeah. um, we had uh, Obama as president, and they were just like, oh, it might get too racist too fast. And it did. And, and, yeah. and now if they do it again, it would be the exact same thing, especially, you know, they would do... Uh, Trump being racist to Obama, Obama being the butt of jokes, Andrew Jackson coming back and talking about all of that racist stuff, and and then what Lincoln countering. It's just it's kind of predictable. It's um, well, it's predictable if you know the basic characters of the presidents, and if you don't, like then what the the hell? Then they're just like, oh, look at these old cost old timey yeah. costume people. Yeah. So, but I mean, in a bar like Jersey's, I mean, uh, I, it's not the right place for it. You know, oh, like, no, no. But but also, like, what what really is in this city, at least? Like, uh, again, uh, in, I mean, if you're lucky enough to, like, we did the, we did the Rose to Santa here. The first time it was good. The second one I wasn't on. I heard it, it was, it wasn't just, it wasn't sold out like the first one no. was. But, I mean, if you're lucky enough to have, yeah. it depends on the show. You're lucky enough to have a comedy club like this back you up and people know what they're seeing. Mm -hmm. It could be fun. I mean, it's just, they were into it tonight. I was surprised. I didn't think they would be. Yeah. They were really well, into it. It was fun. Well, that was, I was here, I was here New Year's Eve and surprised at the turnout. Um, that, that, yeah, you know, people underestimate it thinking that you have to go into, like, the heart of the city to see real comedy and shows and that's where the crowds go but but yeah there's when there's more of a vacuum up in the the northeast of philadelphia um then then yeah it gets filled uh it, it fills up with other people that have money and time and they're like hey let's see what's going on and they want to get out of their house and yeah. so yeah um it's the right type of area and stuff for a venue like that and they take advantage of it, um, but but yeah, I don't know. I wonder. so like, what are your goals like in this improv? So you're trying to be on. Would you like to be on Saturday Night Live? Is that your uh, dream? Well, again, that 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 was the dream, but being now that it's just basically every week, Alan uh, Alec Baldwin yeah. doing Trump or or other political stuff where. Uh, you know, none of this, none of this is going to be even memorable. Like as I remember as a kid laughing um, at, uh, see that's that the date. Who was it? Who played Bill Clinton? Like, oh and oh yeah, Daryl Harmon. Daryl Harmon. Yeah, yeah. Daryl Harmon doing Bill Clinton. Dana Carvey doing uh, George Bush Senior. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Will Farrell doing Bush Jr. But none of that I remember as like 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 it was like, okay, I laughed at, but I can't recall anything but Dana like I can recall specific things Dana Carvey said because he was like he was just better at it. But everything else is just like it was funny, but I can't recall the specific. Meanwhile, when you just do just stuff that is just silly at its at its core, uh 
Dan Aykroyd doing uh, Bag of Glass and the, the, the terrible toys and stuff. Uh, um, you know, uh, Eddie Murphy being uh, buckwheat, singing his songs. Um, like, stuff like that stands out. And, and even, like, more modern-time things. Like, like Will Farrell being George Bush Jr. was just stupid, and I never thought he was a good fit for it. Uh, but him being uh, the doctor with... Um, Rachel Drack, where they 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 sit in the hot tub and they they talk about being lovers. Like that was definitely a more memorable character thing. Same with uh, Chris Farley. And, like everything Chris Farley is just like uh, physical comedy and like a sad about him being a sad guy. Like just like oh man, this guy just doesn't have his stuff together. And but but they don't. It doesn't seem like they do that. I mean, the best thing about modern Saturday Night Live is the stuff that's not live. The commercials and the uh, the SNL digital shorts that they at least used to do with Andy Samberg, which is what propelled him off into his own career. Um, I think, like, yeah, there's not there's not really a point anymore, especially with this generation where uh, with millennials. Uh, Cut cord cutters, as they say, mm. they don't watch commercials. They watch TV on their terms. They binge watch and do all that. Yeah, I, I watch a lot of shows illegally, and there's no. It's great because you watch <laughs> Walking Dead or yeah. any of these shows. It's the way it's supposed to be made. No commercials, yeah, no yeah. previews. Yeah, it looks like a movie straight to the action. Yeah, all the way yeah. Through. It's I mean, great. I, I agree. That's how. Uh, like I've got Amazon Prime, and uh, when you know they're still just testing the waters compared to Netflix, but. Uh, they did, like somebody mentioned, no, their, their version of the tick's pretty good. And I gave it a chance because, especially because it's only six episodes, unlike the one that, uh, what's his name? Putty from Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, I don't know. Yeah. yeah and Joe, Joe from Family Guy. Yeah. Um, he did that tick series, and I didn't want to. I don't didn't yeah. care for it. But the Amazon Prime one, I was like, yeah, it's just six episodes. That's three hours tops because they're half hour episodes. So I watched that, and uh, I and and yeah, watched it. Basically, I watched an hour a day. So yeah, you can watch it on your own terms. Same uh, Jean Claude Van, Van, Van Johnson. Johnson. That was. I want to see that. Yeah, that's. Um, what network is that on? By the way, that's Prime. That's oh, okay. Amazon Prime. So you know, maybe with your legal yeah. shady connections. Well, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I said I got it from a certain Sorrent site. I didn't say it was oh, illegal. Okay. Let's not uh, questionable sources. <laughs> global medium here. Let's yeah. not. Uh, <laughs> well, listen. What about the Donald Trump thing? Now you were doing open mic Trump. Uh, now you were doing that before he was president, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got elected. You did it for a while, and then did you? Oh, sp- I, I did. I did two shows afterwards, but I just figured like. It, again, yeah, everyone, Alec, everyone, Alec Ball, oh, everyone's yeah, making there's, fun there's, of there's him. There's plenty of impersonators. And there's too, pre- what just, the President Show and Comedy Central. That guy Anthony, yeah. whatever he does, a whole show about yeah, him. I just, I don't. Comedy see Central, pretty much Daily Show. Every, oh, almost every show yeah, is about it's, him. It's saturated. That's why I don't, I don't bother with it. I'm trying to think of other characters and stuff uh, besides him, Trump and. Uh, Angus huh. McGonagall. <laughs> Angus McGonagall. <laughs> yeah, that video is on my YouTube channel, yeah. so I, that, that was fun. Um, but but yeah, like I like doing the yeah obscure. The, the, yeah, just just a character thing, and and again, I didn't I didn't approach it as being Trump. I was being Trump at an open mic. Yeah. So, uh, open mic Trump was yeah thing. yeah they, they just you know yeah. very overly confident, and it also works as an open mic comedian yeah, because it's just like. You get all this 
when you're first starting out, you get all this applause and encouragement. Like, it was really good. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Yeah, make sure you stop at the bar. Um, this encouragement to come back and just participate in it. Um, and, and I mean, I like that and I like doing it, but I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't see any, you yeah. know, I don't want to beat a dead horse and ring it for all it's worth. I just, I did it a few times and when I thought there was extra stuff to have in it. So, so yeah, the last time I did it was last year, right, Fen- right after he was elected. Wasn't at Fenris show? Didn't you? Yeah, I did, uh, I did, I co-hosted the burlesque show with him and then a musical competition where him and other musical comedians like Ramon Bender and uh, this other girl Lynn, Lindsay from New York uh, there, there were there were like three other people oh and Shard Attack um, they, they all performed songs and it was like a contest to see who was the most terrible and so that worked with the whole Trump thing of just mm-hmm. you know I could just berate everyone um, and that also was not in a presidential capacity. I was like, just I had a referee shirt over top of the suit <laughs> with a tie over top of the referee shirt. So it just again was just a silly character going with the format of the show. But yeah. yeah. Now, what about you? You, you wanted to, you bought podcast equipment. You wanted to do a <laughs> podcast with this guy Andrew. For those who don't know, he dressed up like gold dust. <laughs> The wrestler, he, and he wears like a gold outfit. He's got a big surfboard, rainbow type thing, and uh, nice guy. I met him a few times. Yeah. Cool guy. Uh, but you want to do what was it? A wrestling or what else? Podcast? A trivia? Uh, like comic book stuff. Like oh, the, comic book wrestling he, podcast. He, he is has encyclopedic knowledge of of uh, like wrestling, but WWF and beyond. Yeah. Um, I don't even know about like my generation, like growing up as oh, a kid. Yeah. Like, He'll talk about. WWF. I, not, I don't. Want, I haven't watched wrestling since like yeah. uh, 2006. But before that, since yeah. I was a kid, I used to well, watch well, it. That, see, that's the attitude era. But you know, that—that's also an awful um, ruthless aggression. Well, that—that's—that's that's also a, sort of like the modern golden age of like that people want to remember, like just like how everyone talk, like you know, there's the nostalgia for Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles and all that stuff, like like that's what people remember. But he knows, like, and he doesn't know too much of like the modern stuff. Like he just just like how a lot of people as they get older, they're just like, oh, all this new stuff is garbage sure. and. Um, uh, so there's not going to be a wrestling trivia because he lives far away at Fishtown. He doesn't uh, have and he doesn't have any audio equipment, right? No, he. Well, he doesn't have no, technology he, yeah. like Skype or yeah, he doesn't. Anything. He doesn't have that. He's 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 definitely a little more active on social media than I am. Uh, but as far as like being tech savvy and computer savvy, well, I, but I don't think Skype is computer savvy because once you log in, you just hit a button oh. and it's just like like. Uh, like, do you Skype? You don't have to be computer savvy oh, yeah. at all. But, it's just but like, I mean, uh, but I mean, maybe it's a messenger system. To, you do know? A, to do a show, if you were yeah. doing a weekly show. But I you mean, could be the guy, like, that records, like, on my show. I, I, I record it, I stream it on YouTube. Yeah. And I just send it to the guy. He, and I chop up the clips and he, he does the rest. But, yeah. like, you could be, you have to do most of the work. I mean, if you really want to get launched, you might have to do that. If you want, but, if you want to get it launched, like, you can record uh, well, it. Well, see, that, that would be the thing, that because there would be no. Uh, it, it would all be on me that I I would have to record it and edit it and I currently don't like while I have like recording equipment and stuff like that I don't have 
uh, any editing software. Download it illegally like I do. You're not uh, going to get caught. I've been uh, using it. Dude, I've been using the same program, uh, and everyone has it. It's, it's licensed to this one guy. I still uh, remember his name. Uh, dude, since I was uh, 15 years old, 16 years using this program with different computers, yeah. Never, no one's going to get caught. Everyone yeah. has it. It's like, who gives a shit? I thought this was about the arts. And <laughs> this is the art of illegal downloading. Yeah, that's an that, art that's, too. Well, see that it is true that that is an art in itself. That because I don't know how to how to do it, and also when it comes to it, it's like it's easy. The program is perfect because it's easy. Yeah, it's like it, it, they made it so easy. To like to cut things like video editing software you have to be like you have to like it took me like almost a month to learn oh, well, how to cut clips yeah and, and, well, and, and well, trim like, clips see see no I can figure out like the software pretty easy from having experience with that like I mean if, if you can figure out Avid and Final Cut Pro everything else is based off now, that Final Cut Pro that's too complicated that's like for that's like but, but that's what I'm saying Sony I, Vegas Pro Final Cut Pro that's, that's, I, that's why it's called Pro it's like but, if you're a professional and you know all the fucking like you consider yourself like I'm a professional director well, but that's th that's what they they teach or taught in college when I went and so I know them so everything yeah, everything else much. is easy so so I can do any of the editing programs if I get it it's just a matter of finding one that has like like some of the stuff is too basic that I I'm just like oh, I can't work with with yeah. this like I I'm almost suffering from yeah. editing snobbery or something but yeah. well uh, hopefully I would I want to hear it so hopefully a lot yeah yeah that. um but yeah I I could do I could do the gold dust pressure we could do the show <laughs> but I'm like you never forget mm. today on there's if if you want to see but another another good uh. Gold Dust impression that's used on a regular uh, show online pretty well. Jim Sterling, who does, who's mainly known as, he's a video game reviewer and critiquer, and he does the Jimquisition every Monday on YouTube. And like, like I don't play video games anymore. I can't afford to at sixty dollars just to yeah. get the game. Yeah. Then all the money for loot crates and other yeah. crap expansion. So it's great to watch a reviewer that just breaks it down for you, and he does it in such an entertaining way. Like uh, uh, he's just a funny, snarky, overweight British guy uh -huh. uh, who lives in Mississippi, though. And recently, like, well, year a year or two ago. He did his own variation of gold dust, stir dust, <laughs> and uh, he does like the whole razzle dazzle. But he's like bordering on three hundred pounds, so he's got like like sideways man tits and stuff. And and he, he had a but but he recently won a suit against him from the WWE that he couldn't do stir dust because it was a rip off of that. But he won because he's got a great lawyer that showed that it is. Parody. Totally cut. Yes, parody. And, the law and of parody is powerful. Yeah, and and he he proved he proved he went to court with it and proved it, and so now he can legally do stir dust because stir dust is you know he's he's a almost bald overweight man in a purple and gold custom spandex <laughs> unitard yeah. that makes the, these these gold wings and he does like a little symbol with his hands <laughs> and just he has all the. The sort of mannerisms down, and he just trashes, trash talks video games. So it's a good, it complements the show well that that he is both like paying homage to wrestling and in a format of trash talking a shitty video game. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, 
He was also interested, though, in the local Mississippi wrestling circuit. So uh-huh. he has an upcoming pending match with professionals that are probably going to put him in the hospital because, uh-huh. like, he recently had back surgery because he's his overweight uh, uh-huh. condition has has uh, compacted his discs and stuff. So. Uh-huh. Uh, but but yeah, that's if you're also interested in the whole wrestling and performing arts. Uh, yeah, I would say check out Jim Sterling on YouTube as well. All right, well, thanks for doing the show. I appreciate Thank it. You, uh, this is Will Fitz. I'm Josh Jack. This podcast is art, performing arts podcast. It's it's the best performing arts podcast on iTunes. The best. Rate it. Go to the YouTube channel. Find it on YouTube. Leave a comment. Like it. Come on. You've made it this far. Achievement unlocked. This podcast is art. So Nick Doritos just texted me.